Hey guys, welcome to episode 78 of the JV Club with guest Lauren Ashley Bishop. Not often we get a three-namer, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, let's clink our glasses together over that. Um, what a wonderful guest. I want to get uh, some information out there really quickly regarding a couple of dates that uh, I have for you before we get into some shout outs. Um, the core premiere, of course, is Friday, September 13th. That's this Friday at 7 p.m. on Nickelodeon. I'm so excited about it. I hope you guys love book two, Spirits. I think it's so amazing. I haven't seen any episodes except for the first one and then just the bits and pieces that I've done on ADR. So, um, But what I saw on ADR was astonishing and I'm sure it will come as no surprise that it's it's going to be a, a brilliant season. So um, excited about that. I also wanted to let you know that the JV Club will be live at Benson Ball uh, Comedy Festival in D.C. That's that's the second weekend of October, 9th, 10th, 11th, something like that. I'm not sure that the official time and date of uh, JV Club or Theme Park, which I'll be doing uh, with some of the usual suspects that do Theme Park Improv with me. Um, I don't know if the actual dates and times have been announced yet, but those things are happening. So uh, give that a Google and um, I'll give you more information as soon as I have it on how to get tickets. But again, that's in Washington, D.C. I'm very excited to participate in that festival. That's the festival curated by uh, a friend of the podcast, Tignataro. Um, I want to get into some shout outs. Kyle, I want to thank you for your email about not enjoying the musical Cats. I'm glad I got one. Um... Shmoo, I want to acknowledge your friend who was at Thrilling Adventure Hour. I was lucky enough to do the Thrilling Adventure Hour live show last month, or this month, I guess I should say. And uh, I guess there was a, a friend there that uh, didn't get a chance to say hi. So please tell her I said hello. And I'm sorry I missed her. Maria, for your Facebook note. Uh, Stephanie G on Facebook uh, put together an iTunes thank you list for me that I'm about to read. Stephanie, thank you so much for doing that for me. It's been a while since I've given any shout outs to the iTunes reviewers. But uh, as we all know, those are very important. So Lee from NC, James M. New Paltzian, uh, Gunniok, Carol Evers, Allison B.E., Cheery Nihilist, Mona Friend, Chris M., HTR907, um, Scarfish Shays. Yeah, I tried to say it. Uh, you know who you are. MPC1301, Gary. Uh, uh, those are all MPC1301. That was the last of the iTunes shout outs. And then Gary. Uh, yes, I do know that there were no Nazis in the 1890s. I just, for some reason, I thought that this musical adapted to date uh, around it. But I probably just turned them into Nazis in my head because I was being mean about the uh, the production overall. So maybe I'm wrong. I've been too lazy to look up to uh, find out whether I'm wrong or not, but I'm sure I am. Kenneth, um, I'm so glad that you enjoyed Husbands and that you enjoyed the Jane Espenson episode. So that's going to be it for shout outs, you guys. Please enjoy this episode. And I feel certain you'll be hearing from me soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Yeah, so cotillion is not something that I think it's like a word that should have come up on the podcast before, and yet I don't believe that it has. I'm not sure I've had a cotillion or really cotillionaire, cotillionaire, a cotillionaire, a cotillion peddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's surprising. Yeah, I, you know, I guess it's not everywhere in this. It's only in the South, I would think. Yeah. Um, but what does cotillion mean? 
Well, what cotillion was for us was it was sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Every other Saturday, I think, we would go and dress up and we would wear white gloves. And yeah, there's a very specific dress code. Okay. Um, so I have many pairs of white gloves with like I do love a glove. Buttons. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm you a know, big fan of gloves. I wish we still had reason. Like I'll trot them out for any possible event now. Yeah, not sure. white, but sometimes. Yeah, like, but when you're in sixth grade, you're like, really? Gloves. Really with the gloves. Yeah. You know, and they're like, don't touch the boys. Uh <laughs> But so the gloves are there for to remind me. I not think to it's make just content. like don't forget you're in the South and you're a lady. Like please, while you're here, don't yeah. grab ass. But um, we would go and learn dancing, ballroom dancing. Um, mm-hmm. But then we would also learn like the electric slide. I really think it was a way like to make sure that every other Saturday we weren't doing something terrible. Got and it. it was also a lot of manners and etiquette. Uh, after which. We threw all out the window, and would after after every cotillion, we would go eat pizza. And this is a lot of people; like it's a lot of kids. We were the first class, I believe, historically, to be kicked out of every single pizza place in Little Rock, Arkansas. Thank you, thank you so much. We we're very proud of ourselves. She was our the leader of our cotillion, Kathleen Joyner. She was like, "I am horrified." <laughs> I don't know what happened to this class. I have taught you manners. And then you go and you embarrass me. And we, we were like, yeah. yeah. Like that was our, we were like, we don't want to be these people. Like, well, who do you want I us guess, to be? That's the question, I think, too, just to jump right into some, some uh, you know, philosophical stuff about being a teenager. But I always do wonder how often the intend like the sort of intended out, uh, outcome of whatever it is that you're sort of forced and muscled into doing by your parents yeah. ends up being c- creating the opposite monster it's and like fu- what the what the right formula is it's you know? funny I, I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday like she is from the south she's in west memphis arkansas and so like we had a lot of these values instilled in us and it was driven pretty hard and a lot of it you're like whatever like i was like i never want to be in the junior league f you mom you know like like, I don't, but then some of it rubs off on you in a way that you don't even realize. Like I was at a dinner party and she was at a dinner party and we were comparing stories from last weekend. And I was like, yeah, I was in there like helping clean up. And the host was like, I can't thank you enough. You know, and my mom was like, that happened to me. This woman couldn't believe. And I was like, yeah, thank you for beating me over the head with that. You know, because other people were just like, whatever, they didn't care. Yeah. And I was like, I can't imagine not being a person that would offer to help and yeah. she was like see I was like no oh. I get it I get it you know like so some oh. of that stuff some of that stuff does rub off yeah. in the right way but like the other stuff I'm like look uh, you know I know what forks to use you know I know where the knife goes I know where the water put I also know when to not give a shit right you know I also right. know that that's not the most important right. thing in the entire world right. so it's like you can kind of pick and choose what you take from that you yeah. know but yeah we rebelled against it wholeheartedly like we would go and get mad dog and drink behind the pizza place and try cigarettes you know Classic. in our white gloves and then we would try and like dry them out and like make sure they didn't smell like alcohol <laughs> Uh, I'm like I'm sure that there are several white gloves I still have that can't get like smell the like peach snops mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm, and it's cool that you're able to have that conversation with your mom now, where you sort of meet back in a place where 
you guys can, you know. It took a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really takes a while. I don't think until you're our age, do you, are you like, oh, I I'm see right. i about this. Yeah. Well, I think I, I see some of those values coming out that like I see that other people don't have. And I'm kind of glad I have them now, yeah. you know. And that's a lot of like even growing up in the South when you're like, I'm out of here. Peace. You guys suck. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, there's some things I took from here <laughs> that I appreciate. But not really your accent. Nope. Uh, that was beat out of me. Me in theater was school it? well yeah because oh, okay. i went to northwestern oh yeah and like literally my freshman i'm sorry i used that word but it was literally my freshman Listen, year. as long as you're using it right you can <laughs> overuse it if you use it right that's my point of view i went for theater and my freshman year my very first quarter we had speech uh class and my speech teacher i guess i never thought i had an accent yeah until i came to Northwestern until until you came to the big city yeah. and she would tell her other classes she's like I have this girl in my other class with a horrid southern accent and I was like I do not have one at all but there are certain words that I have never said any other like naked I did not know that that was not American speech right right they were like it's naked I was like that sounds British <laughs> <laughs> there and like ah. but like honestly in the first couple of weeks of school, there were kids that were like, oh, you should meet us at Allison Hall for dinner. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. Like, oh, it's cool. Making friends. And they were like, oh, this is her. Like, look, Lauren, come here. And they were like, so say, say lawyer. And I was like, lawyer. And they were like, oh, it's so cute. And I didn't realize that there were like, I was the unicorn. Right. And right. I talked differently. I was like, y'all think this is an accent. Come meet my stepmama. Look, she's like, holy shit, Marie. Uh, like, every sec- <laughs> there are so many vowels. So, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm always interested. To, I mean, I, yeah, the, the place, the origin of accents, too, is is fascinating to me. I don't. Um, Keegan, uh, Michael Key's mm. wife is a. I love Cynthia. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know her. But oh, I, great. Because I know. But but uh, it's funny that you guys know each other. Oh, yeah. yeah Keegan and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Well, Keegan and I did two. Uh, two well, we did a Romeo and Juliet musical at okay. Chicago Shakespeare okay. Theater. Second City. It, oh, that's yeah. so funny. Oh, I love so when, fun. I love when I when I bring someone up thinking you will or will not know them. Yeah. But the, for you to really know him oh, is, love is so great. And love you know, Cynthia. So I'm fascinated by like the idea of being a a, a dialect coach and, yeah. and how much you would have to know, how much you find out about where stuff comes from, like the sort of verbal etymology of accents. And because a lot of the time, sometimes when I hear Southern people speak, I think it just it just happened to me the other day. I had this thought. Someone said something on television, and I thought, "Boy, that really sounds British to me." Ha! Huh. You know what I mean? Like when a southern person was talking. Yeah, there was something that well, had, where it made sense to me too. Why was it a southern person saying something very intelligent? Possibly <laughs> because that is possibly a big, you know, like doing improv. I'm sure you found this when people want to say want to uh, you know get across that they are an, an intelligent character. Right. The, the default is always southern country accent. So yeah. if you hear a southerner talking about quantum physics. Yeah. It is quite jarring. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is really interesting. Well, I, I also had the experience, uh, and then I want to get back to the dialect coach thing, although I don't really know what I want to say about it, but we got all day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, was that I, I've said it on the podcast before. It's no uh, secret that I love Barbara Kingsolver and she's from Arkansas. She's from Appalachia. Sorry. She's from the Appalachian oh, yeah, uh, that's, mountains. It's a little east of us. So she definitely different. has. Yeah. So she, but, and so she is, uh, 
a lovely speaker and her her writing style is just so great and gorgeous and she's very and inter- she's very interested in sort of like botany and the natural world from a scientific perspective mm-hmm. and she finds ways to kind of weave those metaphorically into her writing and she's just cool she's just cool she's in like this cool band with like a bunch of other authors where they just like play songs sometimes and <laughs> with like dave barry the humorist is oh, in wow. it and like it's cool it's just cool she's just cool i'll go see that band and yeah and uh and so i got this um new book of hers i can't believe i'm saying this because my my dream is to have her on the podcast but let's we can make it happen it's a secret well, say it out loud. um well what i'm gonna say sounds insulting but i don't mean it this way at all but i so i, I ordered her latest book mm-hmm. and um and I got it as an audiobook because I'm just in the car a lot. Right. And like, you know. And so I thought, you know, I'll get it as an audiobook. Oh, cool. It's her reading it. And I was so excited. And oh, I, I know started listening is- to it. And she does have a trace of an accent, yeah. uh, which is not really a big deal to me. But she speaks slowly because she's Southern. Yeah. I think that's the key for me. Isn't has nothing to do with the accent. But she speaks slowly. And I realize... As like a fast talking city person, did you have a judgment? I didn't have the patience for it. Yeah. It's not, yeah, not in in terms of audiobooks. Because we think about how rapid fire you and I are back and forth. Right. Like we're accustomed to sort of this world of podcasting where I think it is this kind of extemporaneous conversation, and you're just rat a tat tatting. Right, and a we're lot used of audiobooks, back yeah. immediately, or you don't get something in. Yeah, like, you totally. Comedy, yeah. comedy, totally. And even with audiobooks, I've listened to plenty of audiobooks before, but for some reason, it seems like if I'm listening to Malcolm Gladwell, he just <sighs> reads fast. Yeah, so. So he's sort of reading at the Love. pace that your brain is used to hearing it. Right. And I was listening to this book, which I know is like liquid candy to your ears in terms of, or to your eyes. It's literally in terms information of it. you it's beautiful. Want yeah. And you desire. But- and yet I found myself spacing out because yeah. my brain was like ADDing. I mean, it just was sort of like, I, I I'm just talk faster. And I think you can actually speed up now. <laughs> I mean, there's honestly, I think if you look at your own, at your podcast, you can speed thing, it up. There's a thing where, I don't know if you can do it with audiobooks too. Probably you can, where there's like a thing where you can do like one time versus look, you can make it faster. So that what, just sped you know, it up a little bit. So I, what I, a fascinating I might have to, experiment. It would be to like give, yeah. you know, 200 people her book at this speed and 200 people yeah. her book at this faster speed and be like how would you rate her intelligence it's so how would you rate her intelligence my stepfather i'm gonna pull it up right now for you oh good but please tell me your stepfather no, story my stepfather is he speaks you know there's a lot of different southern dialects you know there's so many different and there's so many different speeds at which those dialects are spoken my stepfather speaks more slowly than any southerner I've ever met. Like he answers the phone like this. A hello. <sighs> like it is it and I'm not exaggerating. Like <sighs> for comic just, effect. Yeah. He, he'll go, Lauren, I think your mama needs another diamond. What do you think? You know, and he's just pre- and I and so when I first met him, I was like, Hey, Ma, wait, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing with it? But yeah. you know, he runs this incredibly successful company and has for oh, years. Yeah. It's you know? just, and it's such, it's, it's a real cultural bias that isn't fair. It is. Because it, it is. does, it does exactly that. All right, we're going to do this little experiment. Once again, I cannot tell you how much I love Barbara King's Hover. So please, I'm excited to like read her second. stuff now. But um, here's, okay, so I'm just going to put it at normal, at normal speed and play it for you. Oh, this is not helpful. 
Uh, this is a free advertisement for audible.com. Oh, there you go, Audible. Support this podcast okay, now. now. I think we can speed ahead a little. They could take one little walk in expensive new boots and then pitch them out just because. The boots weren't a perfect fit, but they looked good on, so she bought them. Her first part for some reason for yep. me that's too slow. There's a there's enough of a pause in between. I can, this it's sentence. really yeah. weird. So so now I'm going to speed it up because I haven't done this yet. She kept the boots hidden from Cub for no good reason but to keep them precious, something of her own. In the normal course, of uh, this might that, be better for me. That might be better. That's two times. That's that's at playing at two the twice the speed. If you could get it at like one and a half, you can. Oh, let's do it. Oh, I thought you could. Jk, Jk. You can't. You can on podcast, but you can't on the audiobook. So that's good to know. Actually, I was, I'm glad that I talked about this with you because I just realized I can speed it up and I forgot problems. about that because I stopped it like 10 minutes in and was like, I'm not sure I could tell you what just happened in the first chapter of this book. <laughs> You're and like, you speak slowly, her. but it's exhausting. It's so interesting. Yeah, it, okay, because our brains run on speed. that speed. And when I go home, I, it takes me a day to like ease back into oh, that yeah. just that lifestyle where it's like where are you going you're not going anywhere so sit down and have a glass of peach tea and you're like what but we gotta what? oh oh and also the heat right. like the actual weather and the humidity because i feel like it's been so humid here in la and i feel like i've slowed down yeah in general that i'm like i don't think i can I don't have the energy there's a to... thickness that you got to move through yes. physically and then you got to move through it mentally yes. too. And it just takes you another minute and you got to be okay with that. I guess that's what's happening mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. And I'm almost starting to feel like maybe I'm talking different. I can't. <laughs> the accent is very malleable it. when it comes to Southern. It's, yeah. it's the easiest one to slip into. Yeah. When I am um, on the phone with anyone from home, I bet. Everybody can tell. I will be like, you know what? I will get that report to you really quickly. Let me get this pitch out here. Hi, mama. And like it, <laughs> it flips just like that. Like, and I won't even, I won't realize that I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, it'll, that or if I, if I want something, like if I'm with customer service, I'm like, you know what would be great? You know, if you could just help me a little bit faster, that would be, does that bless your heart? Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. But there is that. And, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but also the way the pitch of my voice changes if I'm on the phone with someone I don't know, or especially phone. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and kind of having worked in retail and sort of understanding that there's like this diminutive thing or just that it is more pleasant somehow for yeah. the people that you're speaking to. Non-threatening. Non-threatening. Just want you to know, or, yeah. or I just want you to know that I could be threatening. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I think that's There's the, an underlying current. There is. There, I mean, that's that's the southern like. Um, you know what? I could bat your head off, but you know what? I just don't want to do it because it's so cute. Yeah. Why would yeah. I want to do that? Why would you want to make me want to razor do that? Razor blades. Okay. Razor blades. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's that that's it. Gift. Now yeah. tell me. Um. So, uh, do you have siblings? Yes. Do we do, okay. Yes, I have a younger brother. Uh, he's a terrible, terrible person. He is a pediatric <laughs> oncologist. Oh, what a, what jerk. a jerk! What a jerk! Uh, let me tell oh, you, yeah, real yeah, dumb, yeah. real dumb. Married, also a pediatrician. What a what Ugh. a dope kids. Um, like they need doctors. Come on, come stop on. wasting our time. Come on. Uh, yeah, he's great. We're very very close. He's only two years younger than me, so um, we're he has uh, a baby that uh, just turned one. Emerson, she's adorable. Her That's first word name. was doggy, so I win. Nice, uh, I well win. Done. Yeah, he was like, it's not mommy or daddy, and I was like, oh, is your wife born to kill me? He was like, yes, <laughs> doggy. Yeah, and we're so we're super close. And then I have. Are they here or are they uh no they live in memphis okay so um 
And then like stepbrother, my mom's on her second marriage, my dad's on his third. So I have two stepbrothers and a stepsister uh, from my stepdad, okay. my mom. And then it gets complicated when it gets over to my dad because I have, so I have, technically I have a stepsister from the second marriage, I had a stepsister and a stepbrother, and then they're no longer with us. Okay. <laughs> and then it was complicated. Like everybody, everybody's parents kind of, how do I say this? There were like four couples that all divorced and then married one over. So some like, Ooh. I know it. So it was kind of crazy. Like I'm now sort of by marriage related to my first boyfriend ever which is wow it's so arkansas but it's like everybody we're all like it's not by blood everybody calm right, down right. you know but like it's some friends of mine that i grew up with are now kind of my stepsisters so it's you That's know interesting just a big old family yeah but no yeah kidding. yeah but we're we're all very close and like even cousins like on both sides of my family all super close so what but the people okay so your mom's on her second mm-hmm. and your dad's and so you don't have any half siblings it was no. all like once they had you yep. and your brother yeah my brother's the only blood brother yeah yeah Yeah. um how did that i mean when did you start collecting step siblings we started collecting um when i was in college okay yeah so my parents didn't so when you were in high school it was really just you and your brother yeah uh, absolutely yeah Yeah. which is why we're like super tight yeah yeah yeah. we're very close did your parents split up after you were in high school or well emotionally they split up decades ago yeah um yeah and they technically got yeah my dad called me my freshman year of college and was like think i'm gonna divorce your mom what do you think i was like you're probably 15 years too late (laughs) but yeah so and it's so funny like i inter like I grew up in a way that I was like, uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then I just internalized everything. So everybody was like, that's really stressful. And I was like, no, seriously, like I love both my parents, but they're not even really friends anymore. Like they just need to be divorced. They'll be happy with other people. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. So it's not a big deal. And I was like, no, like I just told my dad, like you should, yeah, totally get divorced. So the next morning after that, I woke up and I went, I was, you know, I went into like the college bathroom and I was like looking at myself in the mirror, brushing my teeth. My roommate was in there and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. My smile looks crooked. And she was like, yeah, it kind of does. She's like, maybe you slept on it wrong. Uh, and I was like, I, that's not a thing, but you know, like, right, really right. but you're like, well, it does look funny, whatever. So like went about my day and I was working on, you know, one of these a million student theater projects. And I was, I, I don't know, like assistant stage managing or something. So me and the technical director went and got McDonald's which is like the most homogenous taste in the world like it doesn't vary right and i was like this tastes weird he was like it tastes like mcdonald's i was like nah it tastes kind of funny whatever take two so then i'm backstage like running the show and i'm on headset and i was like uh hey you guys like do you guys ever have that thing where like you can't blink one eye and they're like uh no my dear they're like no 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 one has that no it's fine and i was like okay so i go home and my roommate was like smacking me upside the head she's like if you do not go to the doctor right now yeah i was like okay i was like what am i gonna do like oh my smile's crooked like there are people who are losing like arms you know right and she was like i will kill you if you don't go i was like fine so i go in and he was the doctor was like oh yeah this is bell's palsy half your face is paralyzed and i was like what i've never even heard of that he's like did anything stressful happen i was like no my roommate smacked me she's like yeah her parents are getting divorced i was like oh i was like but i don't care about that and he was like 
actually yeah. you do. Something <laughs> says you do. Something says you do. Yeah. That's so so interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I, 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 it didn't occur to me at all. I was just like totally fine with it. But then, so he was like, well, good thing you came in because it could, like, it does become permanent if you don't take steroids. So the next two months, everybody like would just do everything to try and make me laugh. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> which they can't see my face right now, but it's horrendous. It's a good crooked It's a laugh. good crooked laugh. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good like been to the dentist. Yeah. Laugh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So like we're and like, but we're all super close. You know what I mean? Like we all, and my parents get along great now, which is awesome. You That's know, they, nice. They never talk badly about each other ever, yeah. you know? So, so yeah. So after that, we started very shortly after that, we started collecting siblings. Okay. But very, okay. very yeah, shortly. So it wasn't after like that. when you were an adolescent, you weren't necessarily rife with like the Brady Bunch kind of scenario. No, 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 none of that. And it who was, all was the? And so who was the first boyfriend that you ended up being a stepbrother or stepsister to? Bill Slater. We are still good friends. Um, he lives in Portland. He's like a brilliant musician. One of those like went to Stanford but chooses to like tour in a bus. You know. Um, yeah. I we were in eighth grade, and I so remember this so clearly. I was like so nervous because it was the first like real boy I'd ever loved. And we went to, um, I'll show my age. We went to the video store uh, where you would rent video cassette tapes, not DVDs. Uh, Uh What? What's happening? (laughs) What year are we in? Time machine. Uh, And I wanted my mom to come in with me. This is another like big Southern thing. I was like, I was like, mama, I, I was like, I need you to come in and help me pick out a movie. Like that was my job. He was like, you come over but you pick out the movie. And I was like, this is the biggest decision of my life. Plus, you know, there's always a pressure of once you walk into a record store or a video store back in the day, you could never remember what you were into. And what were you going to be the nerd with a list? No, no. I was like, I don't know what's cool. And that's my entire, I still don't know what's cool. I was like, I don't know what boys like. I don't know what I like. I don't know what anybody likes. Like, do people like things? Should I get something that's terrible? (laughs) Like I was just in a tizzy, you know, and I love that you employed your mom for help. Well, well, but here's the thing. She didn't have any lips. She didn't have her purse with her. Okay. And she was like, Lauren, I can't go in there. I don't have any lipstick on. And I was like, mama, you have to come in. She's like, Lauren, I will see people and I don't have any mascara on. I don't have any lipstick on. And it was like, yeah, it was, her. she wouldn't ever listen to this podcast, but it was horrific for me. I was like, I have to do this by myself. <laughs> and it's like, you know, now I'm like, for God's sakes, just pick out a gun. Yeah. You're not, you're going to finger to it anyway. Yeah. You're not going to watch the movie. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter. You can, you can literally get like, a, a, like a how-to video on installing a radio in your car. Anything. Yeah. You could get the security footage from the video store yeah. and it doesn't matter. You're yeah. just going to be under a blanket yeah. trying not to freak <laughs> out about going to third base for the first oh, time no. uh but yeah my, but how southern Please is tell that me you remember what movie you got a last of the mohicans yeah definitely oh, last I, of the Mo- wait you picked a tearjerker i know well i didn't know i'm telling you i yeah. was like i was like yeah maybe if he sees i i didn't know i was yeah. just like someone's in this movie i can this is popular <laughs> love it uh yeah it, uh, i think was is that mel gibson who's it? uh daniel day lewis daniel day lewis that's mm-hmm. what it was mm-hmm. one of those yep. fatherly i like, will figures. find you one of those yeah, long-haired yeah. like yeah. yeah sideburns it's like mel what? gibson was an a, a, a good guess and also not so far off from braveheart like yeah in terms that's, of the timing that's what of i was all. thinking 
Yeah, yeah. I think I, I was like, will you find me, Bill Slater? Yeah. Will you find And he found well, me. He found you. He found me. So he you did. weren't crying over all the sad things that happened in the movie. You were extremely electrified and excited about your hangout with him. Oh, totally. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well yeah. And then, for, and like, like I said, like how many years ago was that? Too many for me to count. Yeah. But we are still very close. Uh, and uh, yeah, absolutely. And so it is that kind of a small community where when your mom is so is he on your dad's side or your mom's side <laughs> oh my dad's somebody so, married somebody who married like he his dad married somebody who used to be married to whoever my stepmom was married to i think that's right oh my and somebody and one of our friends is i don't blame you for not being able to keep track of that literally i would need a, a huge poster board right and i would have to make phone calls right to get it all straight i can't and get a phone tree going so mm-hmm. everyone can pitch in yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay, here's something that I've been thinking a lot about that I'm just going to talk about with you because I feel you'll have a, a great perspective on it. Um, and it sort of ties into this idea of remarriage and this idea of, of family. And, and I think the optimism that you have to have to have a divorce and get remarried, although I know it's very common that yeah. you know if you get married once, it's common to get remarried. My parents divorced and never remarried, neither of them. Um, but, uh, and that have been young for you, right? Wasn't it pretty young? Yeah, my parents split up when I was like too old. I mean, too young to even really remember. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, neither one of them ever wanted to be married again. So the lesson that I took, my takeaway from my parents and what they like overtly said to me wasn't, you know, parents don't tell, well, they do and they don't. Like some things parents tell you as a thing that they want you to do and some things people, they just say for themselves, but they don't realize right. that you're taking it as a lesson. Well, as a kid, you soak all that in, even yeah. whether you're realizing it or not. Yeah, like, totally. No matter what you say, I'm watching what you do. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're soaking in, like neither one of my parents ever said to me, don't get married, it's not worth it. Or you should never, if you ever get married and get divorced, don't ever get married again. Right. Neither of them said that. But what they did say was, I don't ever want to be married again. Wow. Did they I don't actually need to be. I don't want to you? be. Oh, yeah. Wow. I have no intention of getting married. They both on separate occasions were like, no, I'm never going to get remarried. And I'm have like, they been in relationships? My mom, uh, these guys know, uh, has not. And um, sorry, mom, who will never listen to this podcast, yeah. but telling her story. But uh, my fa- and my father has, you know, my father always had like a girlfriend or whatever. But um, but he, you know, he didn't want to get married again. I don't think he would mind me saying that because he's yeah. been pretty overt about it. And that was something that he would have to say to women when he got involved with them was like, FYI, this doesn't mean that I don't want to be committed to you and that I don't want this to last. It totally could last forever, but I'm never going to want to walk down the aisle with anyone again. And did and they I, say why? Um, I think that they both were just like, they loved living alone and they both, I think my mom was, had actually been married once before briefly. Uh, and so okay. she really was just yeah, like, she I was can't like, get a peace it right. out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess I didn't really press either one of them. Cause again, it was just stuff they were like telling me and passing mm-hmm. or whatever, but they both, and but they never, neither one of them ever seemed unha- unhappy. They both seemed so happy living by themselves Yeah, that I just took it like as a, oh, like, oh God, they the really thing. do know what they yeah. want. Yeah. So, but I'm interested in, in this idea of, of, you know, giving it another go and in your dad's case, giving it a couple more goes and, and the idea of the permanence of marriage, but also, um, this idea, are you familiar with the term limerence? 
It's no. something that like some some Word people know, day. some people don't. But basically, limerence is is the, a term that was coined for the time of the time when you're falling in love with someone, mm-hmm. the time when uh. you can't stop thinking about them, when nothing else, that everything else kind of period. gets foggy and less interesting to you. The honeymoon yeah. period, you could talk for hours on the phone, you could talk for hours in person, you just you know yeah. everything about them you're willing to accept, and um, and so it's this that's idea of you know, that period of time. And sometimes that lasts longer for some people and lasts shorter for others. But I have a friend who's, uh, who went through a breakup and it really, I've, and I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before in the last few weeks, but it really, it really shook this person up. Yeah. And part of the process that they are now going through is, do I do I have this sort of addictive behavior about love? Interesting. And so I had never met anyone. Like they I didn't want, know. they only want that period, yeah, and or, then or, or or that that what that it feels like is very like much like an opioid, like it's an opiate, mm-hmm. like yeah. it does get you high, and that some people get addicted to that if they have broken pieces of their lives right. that they don't want to look at. They sort of live for that feeling and that rush and um people who are in like a sex and love addicts program would say that you could you could put it in terms of like you kind of i mean you hear about people putting someone on a pedestal yeah in this case it's almost like they're your god yeah because there is nothing else exactly there is if you have a bad day you think about that person if you have if you're sick you think about that person if someone tells you that you're not worth it you think about that person you don't think about everything else falls by the wayside including your own Mm self-esteem yeah you get everything from that person so you can't you don't know how to self-soothe you don't know everything becomes about as long as i have this everything else will be okay. And if this goes away, literally nothing everything is okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm just, I just, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast um, because I'm, I'm, because it's an interesting idea and the idea that you, because in, inside of a program like that, for example, one of the messages that I think is related to, and if, by the way, if anybody is in this group and anonymously wants to reach out to me and correct me if I'm wrong, because I am not in this group, but um, what I'm interested in is a lot of the 12 step programs, like whether you have an addiction or not, you kind of look at the stuff that's a part of it and you're like, interesting. I yeah. could maybe take two pieces of that and leave 12 or Absolutely. whatever. But, um, I guess I would make it 14, <laughs> but, uh, but, but the, this, this idea that like part of it is in, ge- I think this sort of vibe in general coming out of that world is everyone could stand to be more careful in that limerence period yeah and and but are can, you setting yourself up but can, can you? you that's the that's thing what i'm wondering I think that and that's... isn't that and are you entitled to that magic if you yes. are able to sort of and everybody be deser- mindful of it everybody or... deserves that that period where you fall into it and it's nothing else matters it's it's fun and it's beautiful and you you know you don't get to the you'll get to the work part later like if that's what you choose to do yeah. you'll get to the work part but enjoy like why take that away from anybody yeah. i mean if you're somebody who if you're if you're one of those people who just wants that and like once the work starts you're like peace out i don't know like 
that's I think that's sad. Then mm. I think you miss out on some other good parts of the relationship. But like, I don't think that you should ever deny yourself unless unless that person is being like abusive to you, right. and you're like, oh, no, I don't see it. I just love him so right, much. Like, right. Yes. Like, be mindful of that. But you know, like, if you're if he's just like, do you want to just like cover ourselves in Chinese food and fart? yeah, great. <laughs> like that's whatever. Like I don't care. Like whatever it is, this I will hate that in a year and i will right. i tell you all of the time how right. i hate that but right now let's just do it like right. i think that's beautiful like that's fun and no one should ever deny themselves that yeah well too i was also um also i think it was probably probably in america this american life or radio lab episode but someone was talking about um a relationship that they, it was an old oh you know what it was a this american life valentine's day episode so it was all about love and it was there was a couple that this guy um who was uh uh, a, a Caucasian guy who happened to be singing opera in China met this Chinese woman and um, typical relationship. They, you know, typical you relationship. Know, you've heard this one a million. Oh, uh, you know, guy singing Chinese opera. Yada yada yada. You know. Sorry the if we're boring you out there Listen, with this guys, story again. <laughs> but the idea was like once they, once she came to the United States with him, and they really found out who each other was. Mm-hmm. Um. Both of them made the point because they are still together. At least they were, you know, when I listened to the episode, um, both of them made the point like we kind of needed the story of how we met and the feeling, all that remembering the feeling of limerence to get us through the really hard stuff because it got so hard that we we were clinging to that. We were yeah. like, but remember how in love we were before all of this got hard? You, you and have to. Maybe that is a big part of it is that you have to be able to rather that but then some people take that and then they lament that they don't have that anymore and they use it well, against the current and I think climate that, of their relationship i'm not telling anybody that that's wrong but i mean i'm like oh if you do that if you use it against yourself then like you're so closing yourself off mm-hmm. to something that could be amazing i have uh he's not gonna listen to this podcast but like i have an on again off again relationship that has i like i think we've lost count like maybe eight or nine years um and i mean really on or off but like when we met it was so great Mm. and but we live very far away from each other and we were like okay well when we're together when we're we're together and when we're not you know we are with other people and it's always been like this will never happen you live there I live here I'm not moving to where you are you're not moving here but it's recently like kind of taken a turn where we're like he might move here Mm. and it's like oh that's gonna be that look like yeah what's that look like and that will be very different we've never dated in the same city you know he's always flown out to where I was um, or I've flown to where he is and I had to really sit down and think about like what's that going to be like? Like I will have to hold on to that because we've never gone to the the day-to-day minutiae of like, oh, like you are still in bed and I need to get up and work and you are not letting this just, you know what I mean? And that's going to be hard. And so, but like I would, I will really have to cling to that rather than be like, oh, this isn't how I remember it every time we see each other like once every couple of months. And like, it won't be that magical. Right. You know, so you really have to go, what's my choice? You know, do I want to do I want to hold that in a good place or do I want to hold that against him? Right. In a bad place. And I'm like, oh, like, why not give this one a shot? Why not give the good one a shot? Yeah. You know, but I think there's a lot of broken people who who and I've been there. I've been there where you just be like, 
nah, fuck this shit. Like, yeah. I don't want to. Sorry, I hope I can. And it's like, no, I'm you trying, absolutely can. You absolutely I'm trying can. not to. You I'm, absolutely can. I'm trying to be more myself, but I'm also trying to not self. curse. And it goes, those go against each other. You can take those white gloves right off, Miss Hello. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why I just became a gay Eth- male performer. I just became Ethel Merman yeah. for some reason. <laughs> well, how did that become my true self? It was good. It was good. I appreciated it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where because because I'm I'm just really interested in especially as we get older because I think when you're younger, the only I, you're I, I don't know when I was younger I was not thinking through oh this feeling might end and then what it's like what is it going to look like right or, you know well, how much of this is because when I look at like and, and that's another thing that my mom like and this is a lesson that she straight up tried to instill in me which is very tricky I'm sure I've talked about it before and sorry to get all relationship on you guys but it's just something that's like I feel like I'm a girl it's that's what you just going, going on around me right now um is that she was like she is straight up said to me you know, I made the mistake of falling in love with very charismatic, very charming, mm-hmm. romantic men. And I had these kind of whirlwind beginnings with them and neither one of them could be husbands. And so she, she, she at, at certain points has said to me, maybe I haven't said this before, but it's, it, there was a point at which more on more than one occasion, she, she gets into practicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point where she has said to me, Marry a friend. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. It's tough yeah, to hear. Yeah. Marry a friend. Well, marry yeah. someone you're not attracted to at all. Yeah, you're like, I could just have a business partner. Yeah. You know, like that's that's tough to hear. It's tough to hear. And I would say I would bump up bump, you know, kind of bump up against it and say, Mom, I I don't want to believe that those are the two choices. The yeah. two choices shouldn't have to be you either have fireworks and then your heart gets broken or you break someone's heart, or you marry someone that you have no interest in romantically and you But they're just, practical that, and, and that good blossoms for you. or it you start at the friendship that you eventually end up with forty years into a marriage anyway. Well, you know what? Like I I have taken I'm glad that I have waited to get married I almost got married when I was 22 mm-hmm. um very close and I'm very glad that I waited and by the way I want you to say very close I'm now picturing the graduate where you're literally in a veil walking <laughs> down an aisle and then you get on a bus with Dustin Hoffman that's it that's it I had a yeah I was like lavalier I actually just talked about this last night at a at a show at uh at, at, uh what is it meltdown nerdist nerd, uh, uh, one of those theaters at Meltdown. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was lavaliered. Like my boyfriend of three years lavaliered me, which I guess in the fraternity world is like, this is a pre-engagement ring. Oh, um, yeah. I thought that you meant you had a lavalier mic on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I literally have only he, he was, heard it in the context of they call it that because of what a real lavalier I've, is. I've never heard it before then. And I've never heard it since. That is the only time in my life and I've ever heard oh that term. God. But anyway, so I almost got married, but I, was like you know what I'm not ready and I was so uh kind of thrown by my parents divorce and seeing like it really really didn't work and I was like and watching their divorce was so hard yeah. that I was like I don't want to do I only want to get married once and I want it to be right and I'm not at a place in my life where I'm ready to get married yet so I have now seen like several you know well, I've seen a divorce, I've seen a divorce, death, I've seen two remarriages, and it's so interesting to watch like the evolution of them and evolution of how I think now, mm. because they're both 
now currently in amazing marriages and we adore our step parents mm -hmm. and it is so different than the marriage that I watched growing up. So it's like, Oh, you, you can, you can have that. Right. And you what age were they each when they find they've got it right? So to speak. Um, I think so. They've both been married about, I think the 15. So maybe they're, they're in their early fifties, Yeah, early fifties when they both got it right. Yeah. You know, and my dad's second wife was the practical was it, it literally was his secretary. <laughs> she did the bills like she was it was just efficient mm -hmm. you know and uh and it was terrible she was a horrible i have she is dead now so i could say it she was a horrific person mm. you know she tended to my dad was she a good secretary <laughs> <laughs> she was a great secretary she <laughs> he, she was a great secretary she knew how to take loans out in my father's name and then shred oh, the documents when they came listen. in in the back she was so efficient she got that fax right off the machine when the <gasps> loan company's called what a grifter oh, wow it was bad uh yeah so but so i watched my parent i watched my dad make like an awful mistake but he needed somebody he's the kind of person that needed somebody he was like i don't want to be alone mm. this person is practical and takes care of my needs because he's falling apart mm -hmm. you know and i was like oh i don't want to do that either just have somebody because they're convenient yeah it's like wait just wait and my mom did that thing where she was sad for the longest time and was like i'm just i, I think she was like i'm never gonna find anybody else because i'm so broken but then she really she got herself back together and when she met this guy my stepfather she was i don't think she was like you know i really never found him attractive and she said but we she said i wasn't even gonna go out with him she said but he charmed the pants off me like the first mm. well not the first day <laughs> she's a lady yeah you're allowed to use literally or not use literally it's not literally maybe. uh but so it's so i'm like okay look at them like they did both find the right people and they're both very very happy so it's kind of come full circle for mm -hmm. me where I've witnessed them date the wrong people and then really meet the right people so I'm like thanks for going through your five marriages I think I'm ready now yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, well I am and I am so interested I guess I've thought that too in a way that I'm not ruling it out entirely um and I have lots of friends who aren't married I have lots of friends who are single I have lots of friends who are married friends who are divorced you know I have you friends who are twice to, divorced yeah I mean, you get to the you were you know you get to an age surprisingly sometimes even in your 30s you get to an age where you you kind of have a representation of everybody yeah um whereas before everyone was single but in a relationship or whatever and I do think there's something I was just saying this to someone the other day I was like I think there's something to the idea of your first marriage being in your 40s or 50s and just like by then you sort of sown your oats yeah you know yourself the only risk i think is is if you've lived alone for too long you and you set in and your you're ways. so set in your ways oh, that you become yes. inflexible to the point where no one's going to be right because no one's going to be exactly like you. i went through that i went through a relationship recently where i was you know this person that couldn't have been nicer couldn't have been more wonderful but i was like I, I just realized I was like, oh, you can't you're so over here in this left camp and I'm in this right and I don't I just don't have time to like yeah to free I just need to find somebody over here you're great you're gonna make a great husband or boyfriend or whatever it is for somebody over here yeah but 
yeah, I very, I'm not, I'm trying not to be so rigid, but I'm like, I'm happy single. And when somebody comes and knocks my socks off, it'll be great. And then I'll, and then I'll want to. Compromises will be, yeah, they'll, hopefully they will feel, if not hard, still manageable because it's worth it. But it's interesting, like thinking about the things that I, I now can kind of see in my childhood that I remember now that are very important to me. Like I know my, both my parents are incredible people. They're both very intelligent, both very caring, but they were just wrong for each other. I remember the one time that my father, not in her presence, called my mother beautiful. And it shocked me because not because he ever said t- anything mean to her. He just never was like complimented. He was like, somebody said like, oh, you know, I must have been like nine or 10. And somebody was like, oh, Bill, you got a beautiful daughter. And he says, well, you have a beautiful mother. And I was like, oh, what? And I just was like, oh, I've never. And so for the longest time when a guy would compliment me, like I wasn't used to hearing that. And I was like, what's wrong with you, pussy? You know, like, honestly, I <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, that's weird. you just didn't know that I, way. I didn't grow up around like a very affectionate relationship. Yeah. They were efficient, yeah. but they weren't affectionate yeah. with one another. So that was like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you compliment? Well, that's, that's really it's so interesting you bring that up. You totally uh, anticipated what I was going to ask you, which was, I wanted to ask you, you know, from your kind of adolescent self, like when you were in high school, what can you remember what was important to you in terms of who you were interested in and crushes, but then also, you know, actual relationship kind of datey stuff. How has, what did that look like for you then? And then how has it changed? If it's changed. Uh, no, I mean, it, it's some of it's changed and some like of it. Who, to, who drew your eye when you were in high school? Like who does, was there a kind of guy that you sort of found yourself? Or was For a it- while it was short soccer players and I'll never be able to understand that. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but they were like not the big burly, like they had to be smart, you know, they would be quick and smart. So I didn't want the like athletic football player. Like I didn't want that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I much preferred somebody who was a little bit like, quicker on their feet and quicker in their mind yeah um but still i love that i love that all of the cliches that aren't even fair uh, somehow end up but yeah yeah but there but here we are yeah but here we are but even now even now i still i can't date a guy who is like metrosexual Mm. i need an arkansas guy like i need a guy who i know and i I'm, I have spent years making sure that no matter what, especially like watching my mother, like kind of do things on her own. I was like, I need to be independent. Yeah. I have to do everything by myself or I have to be able to do everything by myself, but I want you to want to open the door for me. I want you to want to know how to chop wood for a fire or how to fix something. I can do it myself. I just want, you know, I do kind of want that, uh, that guy guy well i think that makes sense but also what i'm hearing you say and maybe and correct me if i'm wrong but that also lends itself more to the sort of partnership of it all right it's not that it's not that you need him to do it because you can't it's not that you need to do it because he can't it's sort of trying to find somebody that you guys can take care of yourselves and each other if it comes to it so that you don't feel like you're the mom yes. you, or you don't feel like he's the dad Absolute, that you feel like, like partners. Absolutely. Like that. Had the, yeah. Yeah. A partner. Absolutely. Yeah. I, cause I, cause if I date somebody who is like, Oh, I don't, I don't really know how to do that. And then I'm like, well, do you want to learn? 
Like that's, that's my breaking point. I'm like, do you want to learn? Is this something that you care about? Or are you kind of like, if you shrug your shoulders, like my vagina is just like, like it closes and I no longer, like I can't, you know what I mean? I'm like, if you're not somebody who's like, yeah, let me step up and figure this out. I'm like, oh, that's sexy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't mean like Ikea furniture, but you know, like, because I see that as like, how are you going to handle problems if you have kids or if it's a great point, you really start to look, especially as you get older. And I think maybe that is a key difference from when you're younger. Maybe when you're younger, maybe you are, I mean, what I'm so fascinated by and what I love about doing the podcast is finding those roads that sort of stay the same from when you're younger versus the way that they kind of differ and morph into something else or what they, what else they represent. And like maybe when you're, you know, in high school, like, there could be something to the the idea that we chase after things that we lacked or that we always create patterns that we're used to from when we're little and that we have to learn how to break out of those or whatever. But when you're in high school too, also, I mean, your hormones are going so crazy. Like I couldn't, I couldn't say that. I mean, at least you can sort of say, not at least, but it's interesting that you can say, you know, I sort of had this, I could sort of put this guy over here. Yeah. I was so all over the place. <laughs> Boys, girls, whoever, like, I was excited about. You know what I mean? I yeah. would just talk about that limerence. It was like a constant, like, oh my God, I'm so excited about this person. I might love them. Like, everyone. Yeah. Because I get so excited about people. And I, and some of that has kind of <laughs> carried with people. me. I just love people so much. But some of that has stayed with me for sure because I get I just get excited about people and that's what's such a great thing about getting to be in this business is that you're constantly met with these incoming waves of people that you're just like oh I love your brain where did you come from that's so cool that I met you because you're you from here you are from Arkansas and here I am from Arizona and like this thing that we sparked on when you and I met at doing a pilot and we're like oh you're awesome yeah that's like where you've been all my life yeah it's really exciting and I think what's cool about that is that if you're the kind of person that likes that stimuli, but you also crave stability or you do want a partnership, you are in a, an environment where you can, that can work for you or can work against you. You can be in this environment and be someone who has a stable, wonderful relationship and you have that consistency and you want that stability and you can spark with people on a platonic level or you can even spark with people where everybody gets crushes. Yeah. But then it gets dangerous when you suddenly the stability seems less interesting to you than the sparks because there are so many opportunities for sparks in this business. There really are. Well, and, it's and a lot of, a and lot of people sparks are... that can't necessarily go the distance, right? They yeah. do create the sort of limerence that then are like, well, then Oh, like, we were just both in Vancouver shooting that thing. And we both and really, yeah, showmance. now we're, yeah, it was a I've, had a, I've had a showmance. Yeah. I've had a showmance. Did I, you have a showmance? Yeah. I was on tour. Well, I used to do musical theater and I was on tour with uh, Scrooge the musical and like the moment we started rehearsals, I like there was a guy and Peter and we were just like, okay, now we are a thing. And we when we were on the road, you know, they give you Oakwood apartments that you stay in for a week or two at a time. Like at Christmas, we had a Christmas tree. He gave me a right hand ring. Soon as we got back to Chicago and I realized that he lived with his mother, uh, we were, <laughs> oh, no. it was like the whole thing came crashing oh, no. down. You're like, oh, like. Well, this was good. Yeah. This was good. And yeah. now we can be done with it. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's true. And that's so you see all these relationships that kind of come and go in show business where people do meet on a thing and then they realize like, oh, this week we were living in this kind of bubble because there are so many like imaginative, warm. I don't think that they're. I think from the inside, you can look and say, you know, that person isn't a flake just because they keep going from one thing to, I mean, they are, but they're not like, you can sort of see that the intention is, 
oh, you're just in this world where you've sort of let that dictate your whole life yeah. instead of a part of your life and then having a large part of your life that stays a little more grounded. So I guess that does kind of turn someone into a flake, but you can sort of see It's hard to find inside, those people that happens. have that, that are grounded and then can come up and participate in this crazy world of show yeah. business, but that do have, like that's, my mom was really sick when I was growing up. And so I had to kind of be the parent mm. a lot of the time. Mm. And so there was a lot of like chaos in the house because she was so sick. And I realized for, I, it, it took me a long time to realize like that's kind of what I was looking for in a guy, which was the wrong thing. So I would oh, date. Oh, the chaos that you yeah, came to Yeah, and know so I would home. date these like very stable guys. And I was like, I don't know what my part here is. Like, how do I, like, how do I fit in? Everything's yeah. going well. Well, I got to get out of this. And then I would date somebody who was like, you know, and that's the problem when you're out here, you meet people who are like crazy and creative, but then you're like, oh, you're crazy at home too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel comfortable here. I know where my role is. Yeah. And I had to get like, like I, cause that, so I was like a serial monogamous. Like I would just date long stretches of people that I would go right into another one. And then I was just like, oh, I have to stop and I have to figure this out. I got to have a relationship with my therapist. And like, now I'm like, okay, I don't have yeah. to do that. But that's something that I didn't have any idea that I'd picked up from childhood. Yeah. You know, like that was my role. And without that, I was like, what, 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 what is my purpose? Yes. Like if I'm not fixing somebody, yeah. what am I doing here? Yeah. You know? Oh, that's so interesting. And I think it is really common, right? And I mean, it is really and you meet, and understandable. It's very human. But you meet more chaotic people in this business too. Yeah. And there's so many, when you talk about that limerence thing, you're just like, oh, like this could be the thing. And you're like, oh, God damn it. It's another crazy, unstable person. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, do you feel that sense of wariness now that you, that because that's interesting too, is the wariness is that that is I think the balance that I'm interested in based on these experiences that people around me that I love are having or have had which is do you how much of yourself do you sort of open up and allow to feel those butterflies but like how much do you keep your feet on the ground to go you know what this happens all the time right I'm not to not just shit. me but to other people mm -hmm. it's cool you're sparking with someone but you do need to be Cautious. mindful of the fact that you don't really know them. And I think that's something that happens too, especially if you're somebody who's used to being in long-term relationships mm -hmm. is that I see friends. Um, and I did it, uh, when I was in my twenties for sure going, you, and, and I think it happens in marriages too. And maybe it's a reason that people get remarried is that because we like our patterns and because we understand ourselves sometimes inside of something else with someone, whatever thing you make with that person right. is that you just, you transfer your intimacy, your long-term intimacy with, with one person over to another. Like you just create this fake intimacy and you don't mean to, but there is this sort of like, I, mean, like I was in something, uh, re not so like, you know, a little while ago, but, um, a couple years ago where, well, I mean like after, right after my breakup with Chris, where I think because I had been so used to being known by Chris and you having that trust and friendship and intimacy, person, yeah, that you're yes. just like, oh, well, you know me. And like, that's not fair to them. And it's also not uh, fair to yourself because ultimately when you're like, oh, this is how we're going to argue. Oh, oh shit. This is different. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. I didn't know that about you or you didn't know that I about me. I did the me. same. I did and the you exact go, same oh, thing. Fuck, Cause you created this intimacy that you because you just felt natural and normal and was exciting and because it's so you not have fair to limerence. them yeah they're like what how did i and get in here yeah <laughs> and then you're like oh this is not i can't just apply 
something from something else. I can't like take credit from one credit card and put it in. You know what I yeah, mean? I can't yeah. apply that and go, emotional balance. and go, come on, we're good. We've got this intimacy. It's been a few months. Surely we, right. we know now what our, our whole future is going to look like. That is so funny. I did that. I did that like after my uh, long relationship. I was like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to date this guy. And immediately I was like, oh, we're great. And we were, but like to him, he was like, we're casually dating. I like my time alone. And I was like, well, I, well, why wouldn't we hang out on a Friday? You know? And he was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, oh, that's right. I'm not in the same relationship. I totally forgot. This is an entirely different human being and I have to relearn that person. And I think that's what the lesson of, for those of us who had who had done kind of a serial monogamy thing, that was a really important lesson for me to learn was I – and it's such a gift. It's such a gift to put space between stuff because when I was younger, that's just not how I was. I didn't feel like I needed to be single and wild and crazy and date a bunch of people. I liked being in this sort of stable relationships and so it – especially when I was in my very early twenties, it was kind of like, well, I was in this relationship and then it kind of came to its natural. end as I was meeting someone else that yeah. sort of gave me permission to end this other thing, or they met someone that gave them permission to end it with me. And I would make sure that I could find someone because I felt like, Oh, I'm compatible with people. And like, I know how to, and so I see, I feel like I look back and I'm like, God, I was so flexible. I really lived together well <laughs> with people, but Everybody that doesn't loves mean me. that doesn't mean that it's right. And right. it also doesn't mean that you're not processing stuff from whatever happened while you're inside of something new and that again isn't fair to anyone and I love the idea of having the giving yourself the permission to be alone long enough that you don't you are 100% sure you are not taking that last relationship and applying it to yeah really giving yourself a separation to yourself and being like you know what I can I'm fine by myself I I could I I could date somebody right now but I also could be just fine and yeah. just and it takes a while to get to that place if you've been somebody who dates somebody all the time and you're like oh I need this I need this not just that but you don't look at it like that you don't look at it like I need this you're like I'm good like this yeah I were I function like this yeah. and I think I watched my mom just fall apart and I was like, I will never be like that. But then I kept being in relationships to make sure I would never be like that yeah. until I finally have to be like, you are going to stay by yourself oh for a while. Oh my God, I could not relate more. I feel exactly the same way because my mom never had a relationship that I saw. Literally, I've never witnessed my mom hold hands with another person. So for me to have grown up entirely with that model yeah that i so always difficult. was i always had someone because i was like i have so much love to give and i want to be a partnership and i want to da 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 and so i never like, i don't want to be that i don't sad. i know i don't want to be that yeah. and so it i re- that was really something i had to learn later later for me than i would have expected of myself to think of myself as like a pretty evolved person and someone who hopefully did look at their feelings and did right. want to process things and was a communicator and all that stuff to sort of get to a point out of a relationship and finally go i think i don't want to be in a relationship yeah oh my god does that make me her wait no it doesn't make me her and by then the it's way a whole- she's fine and she's happy <laughs> so it's not a big deal but like you're a separate yeah. person. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's a whole separate therapy oh, so you session don't have where to you're be like, one of your parents or both? You I don't can have be? to be? Yeah. Oh my you God, could do it's something crazy. completely out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. And it is really interesting. And I think now, I'm sure I've said this before, but now the only thing that I lean, uh, that I lean towards in terms of like anxiety about it is, 
oh, am I now shifting to the opposite? And am I going to just be by myself because I love being by myself, which yep. both my parents did and never lived with anyone ever again. Yep. And because I'm so goddamn comfortable in that space, I'm sort of having these conversations with myself where I'm like, you, it doesn't have to be that either. Yeah. You don't have to be only always that. It's and not you don't black have and white. To be, it's There's not black so and white. much gray in between. And yeah. it's like, as long as you leave yourself, and I know that's it's so cliche to say this, but as long as you leave yourself open to that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you never know. You know, yeah. you might meet somebody who has five kids that you're just like bonkers about. Yeah. And suddenly there are five children in your life and you're like, well, I was real comfortable before. Yeah. This is not this comfortable, is but thing. this is what I'm going to do now. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I'm really grateful that to see both my parents in happy relationships now, like I I don't know if I would feel differently if they hadn't like if they had just carried on and my mom had just been like, I'm going to get a cat. Yeah. And uh, my dad would just be like, I'm just going to hate women like I might feel differently. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. But now that I like there is a picture of my mom and my stepdad that um was taken i don't know maybe like in the first maybe in their first anniversary i think and it's a big black and white photo that hangs in their house i have never in all of my years from growing up to even to now never seen her that happy in this one picture and like Mm. I saw it and I I fell out of my pants. I was like, "Are you shitting me with this picture?" I was like, L- "She looks like she is 13." And I was like, "Oh my god, it's possible again." Okay. Like, you know, it doesn't have to happen exactly like that, but it yeah. is totally possible. So, and she did a lot of work to get there, you know? So, I was like, "Okay. Okay. All right. So, ev- everything's on the table again. Yeah. Every- everything's on the table yeah. again." So, now I just have to be happy. It's know? on the table again and yet it- it's so interesting. He's on the table again, but it's still a version of looking to your parents and going, well, God, I have to acknowledge that this influences me. Yeah. But even if you had never seen that picture, you know what I'm saying? Like That's even that, mean. that it would still be possible regardless of whatever model your parents set for you. Yeah. Is like, it's a real challenge for people without even realizing that it's a challenge. I well, think, it, I think, yeah, I think very much. So we look at our parents and go, okay, here are my options. You know, I'm either yeah. going to be like them or the opposite of them. Yeah. And it's like, no, that, that you can do other things. Yeah. You can God, do that's other- such a great point. This has been the best ever. Uh, it's not over yet, but I am going to turn. <gasps> oh, uh, I forgot about this. The fortune teller. Yes. Um, this will be good because we can do a couple of these that'll, that'll uh, illuminate us about your teenage years since I just talked your ear off about um, I relationships. It. I love it. And then we're going to play MASH. Um, <gasps> Yay. And that's a, that'll be another fun, goofy thing. But okay. So pick a color. Okay. I pick this color. Uh, what do you, what would you call that color? I would call it a... Um, how about a firehouse red? Oh, F-I-E-R. Oh. I mean, F-I-R-E. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah. H-O-W-S-E. Sorry, I should I have just, just said, said house with I, W. I should have just said dog. Uh, no, it's good. F-I-R-E-H-O-U-S-E-R-E-D. Pick a number. What is that? Eight. Oh, eight. One, two, three, four, oh, five, six, seven, Oh, I keep giving you the eight. most work. It's good. It's good. It's good finger workout. Just like the finger workout that your boyfriend got. That's you right. Watching last the Mohicans. What's up? Bill Slater, he did the work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready for another number. Okay, we'll give you short one. Three. Okay, one, two, three, and last number. One. One. Okay. The question under one is. <gasps> so exciting. How old? Oh, well, you sort of answered this. How oh, old no. were you when you went on your first date? 
I mean, is that your Billy Slater story? Um, I what about like when you got taken out? Do you remember going like going to a restaurant? Like the awkwardness of like this is I'm I'm being taken out to a place. I don't remember. Nice thing. Like I don't remember. I don't remember that. The fir- well, the first like the first boy girl interaction I ever had. Like when I was in sixth grade, I felt like I'd. I'd outgrown everybody and I was kind of I felt lanky and awkward like I wasn't cool I kind of didn't have any and I told my mom I was like I don't want to be like with this group of kids anymore so she put me I was like I just want to go like meet an entirely different group of people so I went to a private school so where I was kind of like mousy like in, in sixth grade I came into this new school and it was a K through 12. Okay. So these kids had been together. Oh, wow. All that time. So I was new girl. Interesting. I walked into that junior high with, I still remember the outfit I had on. I had hoops of, I had a embroidered vest within a, an off white shirt and a jean skirt. Like I remember that. I worked, ex- worked it, but I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. And I walked in and I was the the hot new girl. And I'd never felt that in my entire life. I didn't know wow. how to define it. And like one of the girls uh, in the class was like, who's she's one of my best friends still. Ashley Atkinson was like, oh, my God, they're going to eat you alive. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so for the first time in my life, guys were like, we want to like they, She's like, they're all talking about you. And I, they're like, and it's John Snyder's birthday party. Always in the garage, big annual event nice. in Little Rock, Arkansas. Right. John Snyder's birthday party. Paul Leggett and David Cole both wanted to date me. I wanted to date anyone. <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't believe that anybody would, but David Cole asked me to kiss him first, even though I like Paul Leggett more. So I was like, fine, you are now my boyfriend. Okay. And, uh, and so Paul Leggett was like, I can't believe you kissed David Cole. I was like, you were too late. Snooze, you lose. And I know you snooze, you lose. Right. And then David Cole dumped me at homecoming. Uh, I got on homecoming court and then he dumped me for Amy Dirks, oh, who was an older woman. But that is like my first, Drama. like it, but it was for it was everything to me because sure. I, didn't, I had no idea that I was even like capable of being like a sexual being. Oh yeah, I was like, why do I? Why do you want to look at my face? Yeah, like that. So new girl, yeah. Who gets the opportunity to be new girl very often? It's and very then I rare. ended up seeing him. Uh, met his wife in Africa uh, several years ago. Yep, he was like, I know we haven't seen each other in twenty oh. years, but I saw you're going to be in Africa, and I just happened to live in Libya. I was like. I am going I, to be. You, per- I think you see, you do that, right? I was like, if you're in Africa. I was like, I'm performing there tomorrow. He's like, great. I'll bring my wife. Listen to that. Okay. What are we just calling that? Great. G R E E N. Okay. Three. B. Oh, what? That was three? Yeah. Two, three. Oh, shit. Six. 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 If you could trade places with one person, aka Freaky Friday it up. Oh, well, these, by it. the way, have not. These are two answers. I don't. Th- or questions. But I don't think we've gotten to ever. Jake Gyllenhaal's girlfriend. Uh, who would it be? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's girlfriend. Who is Jake Gyllenhaal's girlfriend? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know. Who- I love that neither one of us knows. All I know is that she. He met her in spin class, and she's a lesser person than me, and he needs to know that. I see. Jake Gyllenhaal, if you're listening to the JV podcast, uh-huh. I can only out. assume he is. Um, I assume everyone is. Until everyone I'm is. Otherwise. Yeah. Including your mom, unfortunately, my mom. No, now. my mom. And, my mom. Uh, you know what? Both my parents would be like, fair enough to all of this. Good. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's good. You can be proud of that. Yeah. So can I as the host. All right. Let's do some mash. Um, okay. You're a big musical theater fan. So I'm going to go with uh, three musicals that you wish you could sort of live in as life for a day. Oh my God. I, I was going to say the last five years and then I was like, Oh, only the latter part. of it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do the second half of the last five years. Second half. Of last. 
that's limerence. That's limerence. That's a lot of references that people are going to be like, what in the hell does that sentence mean? Uh, yeah, that's good, though. Yeah. Um, I think that I think um, it's so cliche to say rent, but I think it just I have to love it. I have to. I'm sorry. Apologies. I've never, by the way, asked this question, so it's not cliche. And uh, Avenue Q. Oh, that's great. Right. I mean, that's adorable. They're great. Living it, living it for a day. Why not? Uh, what about, uh, I gotta always do this cause it's just a fun one. You've got a vacation home somewhere in the world. Okay. Um, three, definitely, uh, uh, in the lakes of Arkansas. That's one, uh, Northern California, like, uh, San Francisco area. Or no, 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 no. Like yeah. A- yeah. More like, um, more like wine country. Oh, okay. More so like, like a, a Napa. Yeah. 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 More like Napa. Right. Um, and then the other one I think would have to be, I feel like I should do something beachy. Oh, Costa Rica for sure. Okay. There we go. There we go. Sorry, Costa Rica. I didn't mean to uh, forget about you for a moment. (laughs) I feel bad. I just want to go hike with monkeys. I don't think that that's so wrong. Oh yeah. Okay. So animals, what about an animal, a pet animal that you could never have in real life for whatever reason could be an imaginary animal or could be just that you could never keep a monkey in California as a pet because you're not supposed to blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely a monkey. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather used to have uh, pictures of monkeys dressed up in human clothing all over the house. Oh, it's hey. so funny. Like so what funny. kind of monkey? Like, like a chimpanzee, oh, but they okay. would be like in wigs and sewing it would be, you know what I mean? Are we like, calling a chimp an ape? I technically probably should, huh? I don't want to get in trouble with anybody who I know, goes into genius. It, and, excuse yeah. me, but that's not the appropriate name for uh, the that's animal. Correct. Uh, so so you would have a podcast. And, uh, I'm putting this on Reddit. It's been ha- it's happened before, dude. I totally and, and you I, know I make what? A lot of errors. Fair enough. Straighten me out. It's great. It's great that people know those things. Yeah. And I I like to learn. We're learning. We're learning. Okay, so you'd have a chimp. Um, I'd have a chimp. I was gonna say uh, pot-bellied pig, but people actually do have those as pets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is not a possibility. Uh, I would say hippo. Oh, wonderful! I love those are my like. I used to love those animals. I used to, my grandmother actually bought me a car hood ornament that was a hippo, and I was like, "Please die before you realize I'm never going to put this on." <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I don't want to hurt. It that appeals to you about hippos because I have to say I appreciate the sh- the way they look. But I don't know that I know much about them They're other than that they terribly hang out in the mean. Mud. Yeah. They're horrifically mean. Ah! But they look like you know, they're that guy that you're like, oh, if I, I just, I, I wish I could be the one to tame you. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like okay. they look like they're kind of big and like yeah. they and bearish. And you want to hug them, but they will yeah. eat your face. Yeah, they will eat your face. Yeah, with their giant like two teeth. Yeah, but they also they they're more like they they they're like a big angry den mom to me. I love it. Okay, you know? all right. Uh, so oh, wait. Great. So there's one more yeah. that I gotta do. Uh, one more that I gotta do. I feel like there's got to be one dinosaur that just, oh, I wish mm-hmm. I had Dan Telfer here to help me. Like one just kind of adorably huggable dinosaur mm-hmm. that's like, I don't eat people. Like a brontosaurus. Yeah. Or like a yeah. But like a tiny bronto, a bronto, baby bronto, a brontosaurette. Can I make that? <laughs> got it. I? Okay. Just you know, just a dude to hang out, like to go on walks within the garden. I mean, that's basically Dino from the Flintstones. Fair enough. There you yeah, go. Yeah. You know. 
and not he doesn't have to be real smart just a buddy just a nice guy who just wants to hang out i got you oh i sounded like homer simpson accidentally (laughs) um okay i'm trying to think of maybe a new thing it's getting the pressure to create a new category i'm putting on myself right now is ridiculous what about a well, you know what? I got to go down this road just because I'm thinking about how much I want to go to Disney- Disneyland as soon as it's not so fucking hot. hot. Three. Do you like Disneyland? I love Disneyland. So three Disneyland rides that in some way become real. And that can mean whatever you want. It can mean like Mr. The Toad's Wild Ride. Okay. Mr. Toad's. Love it. Uh, and I've never got Without a, you actually ending up in hell. Uh, I've never, ever gotten a DUI in my life, uh-huh, mm-hmm. but that is what that ride is. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's phenomenal. Exactly and every is. time I go through there, I'm like, that's right. Don't drink and drive. Oh hard. man. And <laughs> you probably like sitting behind the wheel yeah, and actually steering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Me For too. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, so, so these are rides that are real. They they become real somehow in some fantastic way for you. Whether oh, it's okay, like- Space Mountain. Right, Space Mountain. Uh, right. When I was growing up, I always thought that I would be an astronaut. Um, it's so refreshing to actually hear people still say that because that used to be like the thing everyone wanted to do. And here's you don't the hear here's the masochist that I am. Do you know when I decided that was in third grade when I watched the Challenger explode. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. And I don't know what that exactly says like, about I'm me. I'm going to have to step in and take my yeah. place. Let me say, but that's, that's, I'm this, I'm the martyr. Like, yeah. let me take care of this. Listen, that nobody's going to want. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it, from a very young age? I was like, you guys, I got this. Good answer. <laughs> Who knew that, that Disneyland rides becoming real would lead to that I illuminating know. piece of information. I'm so uh, glad I asked. And then what would your third one be? Oh yeah. Um, oh, it's a small world. I have been through a small world uh, and narrated the entire thing ah! as um, uh, I really should do this one day as like a, a southerner who doesn't know why she's she doesn't really know that she's racist. Uh, I might have been doing it in my mother's voice, uh, <laughs> but I like ah. it's so precious, like things you don't know. You like you don't know that it's racist, but right. a lot of southerners, I'm like, that's not a thing you say yeah. outside, yeah. you yeah. know, like you don't say Indians with dots in their heads, not oh, feathers. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and they're just wow. like, well, wow, that's practical. And you're like, I feel you. Yeah. I understand. I know your intention. I know your evil, intention, but... but we got to let's shift it to this. Uh-huh. Uh, let's let's use these phrases. So I did. I, I've done that. Yeah. Narrated the That's entire fantastic. thing. And it was uh, Yeah, I always fun. say I love the I love the little outfits that the kids wear so much and it's a small world that I wish I had most of those little outfits. That's very uh You know what I'd like? I'd like a small world all in dogs in those outfits. I, that's what I'd done like. I'd like, a, I'd like a small dog world. Get those little guys can dressed we, up ASAP. Why can't we have a someone Disney should world. do a calendar like, that's like dogs dressed up as the kind of is the small world? The why does it have to be only something I can flip through? Why can't it be something I can go and touch? There should be <laughs> okay. an entire exhibit uh-huh. of dogs dressed up in a small dog world <laughs> that we can boat through and dock <laughs> and get up and hold them. Yeah. Like think about a dog in a little German beer outfit. You'd love Sweet it. Sweet Jesus. You'd I'm love it. I'm gripping your carpet I right now at the thinking about it. I'm like, we'll make it. Oh, up. that is so can funny. Can we start a Kickstarter? I'm gonna put I'm putting small world with dogs. <laughs> yes, with um, dogs. <gasps> you know what I wish I, I haven't asked this question that much that often, but I keep waiting for someone to say what I would say, and so instead I'm just gonna say that I not what it is now, which I think is Tarzan, but when it was the Swiss Family Robinson oh, treehouse. Is it not anymore? It's not anymore. <gasps> Now it's like Tarzan's Treehouse, something weird ter- like that. That I love, but that. that is the one that I would go to because I love that movie and I love the idea. I mean, I love living the in a idea tree. of living in a tree. That you Please, know, that's a water wheel. Are you and like 
the thing that yes. the, you crank open and you see the night stars like i in the almost want to change my bedroom. answer now because <gasps> that's the that's costa rica to me like that's yeah. the life that i want if yeah. i were to go and retire in costa rica which i think about frequently by the way that i would is- wake up with like a huge banana spider on me and i would shit the bed <laughs> and like ha- we'd have to move immediately but if i could remove my fear of bugs then I would want to do they that. They have a couple of them there. Oh, I'll so send good. you a postcard. Oh, man. But I'm totally with you on the Swiss Family yeah. Robinson. You know what? I didn't realize the last couple times I've been, it's either been shut down. Yeah. Or, yeah, they turned it into something Tarzan related, I guess, because Swiss Family Robinson is too old school. I My know, elderly heart just I know. broke. I know. And it is shattered. Because it's kind of the same, but I, I didn't see Tarzan. Like, I don't know what the point is because the Swiss Family Robinson that's what it was built for yeah and so just leave it as that because now I think they like tweaked a couple things but otherwise it's kind of the same but it's not the same I liked so. the mousetrap like efficiency you know like the game yeah. mousetrap oh, yeah. they were like the yeah. water would come and this would work and yes. I'm like oh gadgetry like yes. that is so adorable I think I need to re-see Swiss Family Robinson uh soon I do remember them racing on animals they shouldn't have been but <laughs> It's a great movie. We can CGI Yay. some new stuff in there, maybe. Fine. Yeah. Um, okay, those were great answers. Uh, let's go with... Now I want to go with... Um, I do always like doing things in the kind of superpower range, but maybe... Maybe I'll go time travel with you. Time Ooh. travel to three times. Could be future, could be past, could be very recent past. <laughs> could be anything I, i'd like to time travel uh right before i decided to walk here right in the hundred degree <laughs> exactly uh, i weather. guess i was giving you that option but i said uh that. no 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 that, i know i'm glad that i did that i'm very glad that i did that um i would like to i would like to time travel to right when i got my first uh right when i got my pug mm-hmm, flip mm-hmm. and i would like to spend more time with him oh that's a beautiful answer and I would like, yeah, I know, right? That's my boo. Mm. Um, really, I mean, I would like to time travel like right before everyone I know started dying. Is that a, that's morbid? But I'm like, I'm listen, like, if you want to spend more time with, let me love. rack up some time with my grandparents yeah. and my stepsister and uh, my high school boyfriend. I like this let's, because let's pick them all up in a saucer. I just went grandsister, uh, grandparents, and stepsister because that's the other two. But um, I said, I that's a beautiful answer because some people would just be like, oh, I would want to go see Napoleon. That, that guy's that okay. You want to make you want to yeah. go back and and spend time with people that you care about. I think that's quite brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what I could do to Hitler, mm-hmm. like I'm just one young lady who sometimes can't even figure out how to get pants on. You know, yeah. I'm not sure I could do much. <laughs> but <laughs> be like, I got a bad feeling about this uh, guy. Say there, mustache man. Uh, yeah, so bad. Did I do it? Did I change oh, time? Honey, no, you didn't. Real no. Oh, unfortunately, shit. you. Yeah. Uh, what about um, this? Okay, this is a really... Now I'm going super superficial. Super, super, superficial. Uh, what about three things that you wish you could afford and that you can't afford right now? Just like oh, awesome thing, Like luxury things. You know what? The only thing that I want right now mm-hmm. is a house where I can garden and have a yard for my dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm close I'm close, but like if I have that and like, and I don't mean like a mortgage payment, I want it paid off. Yeah. Like so that I don't have to stress about other things just so I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just want to have a place where I know that my dogs and I can live Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I, and everything else is gravy like that. And I can garden and like, I don't have to rely on bullshit. I can, I can raise my own shit. Uh, I would also like, uh, things that I could afford. I'd like to just 
buy, I'd like to buy my, I'd like to be able to like tell my mom and stepdad, you can travel wherever you want and I will take care of it and like pay off all my dad and stepmom's debt. Like my family and my brother, like I'd love to be able to like set up my, uh, that's the thing that I'd actually love to do Mm -hmm. is I'd love to be able to secretly have a college fund for my niece because my brother and uh i know this sounds like so disingenuous everyone's like you want a yacht you want a no, fucking yacht no no but like no. that's how my family and I are yeah. very very close yeah. and my brother and sister i think are so in debt like they're both doctors and he yeah. did he's like a fellowship so even though they're like way above the pay grade than right. me they're already she's a year they're already stressed about how they're gonna send her to college mm-hmm. and like it would be so badass yeah. for me to just be like done done love it i got it love i it. got it number three can be whatever you want uh i would like 500 pugs great Five. and that is no joke that's my yacht i would just like to, <laughs> that's my yacht i would like to be carried away by a sea of pugs every morning <gasps> like i would like endless pugs so interesting what dogs people respond <sighs> to and what dogs people other people do because i have no problem with pugs but they do nothing for me yeah like, no that's I, that's most people and i but but then people who do love them and like you know somebody gets a bulldog and i'm like ah, because i that's not my thing like, yeah there's too much i have the dogs that i have because i love the dogs i have but they come with their own thing yeah that, but for some reason like i love them so i knew like i knew i wanted to get a dog i want i clearly wanted her you know a crazy mindful or willful beautiful husky who i have to it's, constantly have a huge battle with every day like so I, what does that say about me but that's what i wanted you know i, I want, didn't want a lab that would just follow me around i wanted a dog that like we had to like you, you learn need, how to you get need, along you wanted work yeah i mean I you did wanted work well, but that's a relationship like yeah. you were like we're gonna do this and once we do it yeah it's gonna be forever yeah i need a dog like i love pugs i also love you know like little french bulldogs anything that's in you that like meaty cradle. yeah i want a cradle because i don't want kids but meaty yeah yeah but i want to I don't want, yeah. I don't want kids at all, but I think, but I just want a meaty little nugget of a dog. <laughs> That's it. I, I want that dog to like, to curl up in my arms yeah. and to crawl up in the chin, the chin's what I like. And I don't, yeah. they don't need to look pretty. Like yeah. your dogs are gorgeous. I would feel insecure having your dogs. <laughs> I would be They're like, pretty I would be like, look at your face. No one's going to look at me, <laughs> but, pugs, but pugs have sacrificed their faces. <laughs> for all of us and i'm like you've given yourself some ugly friends look, so yeah, you really look extra pretty the, unneeded you're a gorgeous girl unneeded no, not necessary you. you could stand tall with whitley next to you for sure <laughs> uh she is very striking though it's it's it's, it's, it's intense shut up um how about uh if you could have three th- three other careers that uh, have nothing to do with anything that you do now, but like without any of the, you know, negative sides of them. Just like if you had a fantasy about owning a flower shop, we all know that in general right. that probably would have been more tedious than you think. But you know, my it's hands, like it gets my to hands. sort of be, yeah. Um, I always think. Well, I always thought that I uh, could be a veterinarian. Definitely. But then I was like, I think I would be destroyed every time a dog. Right. Like I might just. So this is just so, the good, the good side of being a vet. Yes. I like would fantasy. love to like help puppies make. Yeah. And I. Every, w- every, listen, I'll tell you what. Every animal that you touch is healed. Yeah. That's oh, the kind of vet you are. You don't even ever have cats. to. Well, if you don't like them, you're giving me a real grimace. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe every cat you touch dies. I don't really know. No, 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 uh, no, no. I would just be like, I'm going to heal you. Yeah. But 
But I will also let you know that you're a lesser being than dogs. <clears throat> Go forth, mice. I do like cats, though. No, See, I, to me, a small thing is a cat. So that's why I never thought to get small dogs. Mm-hmm. To me, like a small thing that sits in your lap is a cat. That's just sort of where my I'm head so is. Allergic. I'm so oh, allergic. Well, I'm so allergic. I'm Yeah. Yeah. That does not necessarily. Yeah. So. Like okay. okay. So, so I would be a vet. vet. I would mm-hmm. be a healing vet. Um, I would say I could also, you know, I, I just love to be like, uh, like a farmer, not a real farmer, yep. but like have a, like a garden and goats mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, just have people come buy vegetables for me yeah. and have that be the thing that I do. It's pretty, pretty charming. like real back, you know, not backwoods, mm-hmm. but like that's, there's a place I pass in Arkansas. It's like called Pops mm-hmm. and that's what they do. It's like a, it's just set up the garden and yeah. people come in. They have an honor system. I'm that's, not, I was just about I, to bring that up because that's my fantasy about farming is these places in Connecticut. Yeah. That's my dream is to have a little farm in Connecticut where we have berries yes. and we put our berries in baskets and there's a little tin can. It's and real. It's a fucking honor system. It happens. I know it. I lost I my shit. It. I saw it this summer. I love and, it so much. And you know, he was like, Y'all come on back. The melons are coming back on Sunday. He goes, well, if we ain't here, we're just going to leave them on the porch. You just leave your money in the bucket. And my stepmom was like, well, that sounds good to me. I was like, what? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't I handle it. It's beautiful. But knowing that, you know, and then like they got their goats and they can get their goats. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, it sounds very peaceful and the opposite of what we do yes. right now. I, I I would have something just like this on my yeah. list for sure. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it is. It's so different and it's so simple and it's, of course, it would be really hard work, but there's something I think really appealing about that kind of work when you don't do it all the time just like i'm sure like being in show business is appealing to somebody who has to get up at four in the morning to milk the cows yeah exactly Um, yeah 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 i mean and anything like i I certainly i do not want to run a restaurant lord god i would never want to run a restaurant but there's some i love you could have a restaurant yeah i love cooking but i love Mm -hmm, cooking mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. and like entertaining and like creating so there's something about that that i would love to do where you know maybe you're more of a martha stewarty rachel ray kind of type like a like what are those crazy women no yeah i know i'm like uh yeah i I would i would just want to bake I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm like, shit, is that like, it's like a house mom without children. Mm-hmm, Can I mm-hmm. be a dog mom? Mm-hmm. No, that's not a career. No, but, but bake, like cooking mm-hmm, would be a great, you know, even if it's like a caterer. I'm putting you down chef and that could be Yeah, I think so. I think, and the, the, um, I'm trying to think of the word, even when I'm chopping, mm-hmm. like there, it's some, some sort of therapy for me. Couldn't agree more. Of, you know, there's just, you're doing a repetitive motion and you're taking care of, you know. And there's a result at the end. There's physical and it, and, it, and then it becomes something else and then when it you beca- cook and it, then it, and, and, and then from it, like there's an emotion mm-hmm. that is gathered from someone that you're serving and there's, it's such a reward to put in that hard work. Couldn't agree more. You know, more. where a lot of times, you know, like we go into a room and it's like, here's my wacky impression of this character yeah. and then I get money and then I'm like, oh, there are children starving and I am a dick. I I am a dick. I am a dick. And so (laughs) like just doing a huge, just chopping over and over again and making sure all those measurements are correct and putting the hard work in. It's super rewarding in a way that like, and most people would be like, this is so tedious. I'm like, yes, but this tediousness is, it's part of something bigger, and it, I, I totally agree. Couldn't yeah. agree more. I love all your answers. Uh, I'm finishing uh, strong with uh, Finish strong. celebrity crushes. I'm putting Jake Hall down. Don't yeah, worry. I love it. 
You didn't even have to ask me. When did he... Uh, so early come, on. Yeah. Like, like October Sky. I remember he looked like... To me, he just looks like Katie Lang. Not in a bad way. I love them both. I will fight you. <laughs> you, know, you know what? He is to me... And I, you know, he could be a total... I'm not going to say that. I'm sure he's not a total douche in person. But he, um, to me, looks like the Arkansas guy. Yeah, that's like, I see that. Do you know I what totally I'm saying? I see that. He's like... There's a sensitive side to me, but I will, t- I can, I can, and will take care of you. I will yep. step up if there's a, a fight. I totally see a it. A girl, there, there doesn't need to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's got that to him. I totally see it. But that makes me wonder now so much who the other two people you're going to pick are. <sighs> I know if they fall in line with that, or if they're totally like different. I think uh, this is. I will get so much shit from this if any guy friend of mine hears this. Uh, or if anyone here, all of you can just hate me for this, but the specific Ryan Gosling from the notebook, not from drive. I can't handle that guy. And, uh, I don't know what he's, but that character, he struck a real chord for people. No one's going to hate on that. Come on. That's like a, no, but it is like, and by the way, Ryan Gosling is like a guy that guys have man crushes on. So that is true, but it's not even about like his, cause I don't like guys that are like cut i don't like guys that are chiseled like i like guys that are like look at him like out in the rain you know what mm-hmm. i mean like just fucking shit up for this girl i'm like yeah that's that's appealing well, it's interesting because both both of these characters that you describe the sort of idea of jake gyllenhaal and this ryan gosling character definitely have the like the 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 male strength in in gentle quiet yep also yep which I think is very much different than the kind of bravado of like, you know, the loud, the loud guy. Who's God, like which I can't or, stand yeah. or the arrogant guy. So I, see, I see where this is going. But yeah. Who's number three. I don't like That's a real challenge, you know, because I usually. No, I'm trying to think of who else falls into that. I know. Like right? a younger Paul Newman, maybe like when he was when he was really young. Yeah, like maybe. He had this sort of like polite but fierce yeah charming like but fun like, and twinkly but also like but look at look at how many he he's got you know he I mean? makes dressing for children you know, know what i mean and I it's know. like he's that's a dreamboat a, he's a dreamboat like i don't R. go R. i wouldn't Paul go Newman. for like a, a george clooney like yeah. no like that's not appealing i know yeah. what you, i know what you're about you're great for somebody else yeah i don't even see you as attractive because of those qualities right uh, doesn't mean that you're not but um but yeah i mean who's kind of and like, and it like, could be, by the way, someone from a different time. It doesn't have to be someone like who's the right Benjamin right Franklin. Now. It is. <laughs> you love flying kites. I, do, I don't like the length of his hair, but I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> what about his tiny rectangular glasses? <laughs> um, um, I don't know. You know, I mean, that is it is really, really difficult to say who a third you know i just i don't think about this i feel like i'm failing the podcast now <laughs> like You're i'm like not failing the podcast who, this is tough for anyone what about heath ledger uh character a character a heath ledger character i'm no, bringing up Brokeback mountain because no, i just up. kept wanting to cut his hair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's that's on me that's on me mm-hmm, fixer that's not yeah no 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 look i want a clean cut i yeah. hate guys with long hair i don't hate them they're lovely not for me yeah um who in god's name like trying to think of a celebrity who I, you know, I've been so fixated on Jake Gyllenhaal for so long because, well, we will get married and it's like, I don't want to stray too often. Maybe I should ask you for two different Jake Gyllenhaal characters. We've got a Ryan Gosling character. So you could either end up with Jake Gyllenhaal from blank movie or Jake Gyllenhaal oh, from you, other blank movie. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Then oh, you get you the opportunity Wait, to get him twice. I do have one. Okay. I do have All one. Right. I do have one. Do you watch, uh, do you watch Scandal? 
Yes. I just started because I love Joshua Molina so much. I love him. He's oh so God. great He's in it. He's the best. Do you know what? I felt we follow each other on Twitter and yeah. like I never I never realized I kind of forgot who he was and I started watching this and I was like Oh shit, that's Joshua yeah, Molina. He's, he's so, so great and so funny on Twitter. Have guys. you he's so funny. Have yeah. you seen the second season of Scandal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, why? I was like, I am strangely attracted because I love Jewish men too. Yeah. And I was like, why am I and I was like, oh God, that's my like yeah. Twitter that's a, like a wonderful family family and he's a great family guy. He's a great guy. family guy, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh, I feel so bad. Okay, so who is okay, let me where are you going with this? Let me think about this. Think about Who's on Scandal. Um It might not be who you think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't say the president. It can't beat the president's character. Can it? No. You you can make your guess and All then right, I'll tell on. you. Hold on. Let me think through who's on it. I'm going to go. So it's a departure. So you're I, saying it might I not be a thing. So face. it's got to be a departure from the people that you've already picked because otherwise I would pick someone like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with wild card. I'm going to go with a real wild card, but I'm going to go with the ex-CIA wounded Hispanic wonderful Huck. guy. Huck. Yes. Is that him? Yes. He's such a great actor too. I, I love him. love him. I got it. I, I am so it. happy that you got that. Yeah, yes. Because he's the fierce loyalty. I mean, that show, there's a lot about that show that kind of cracks me up yeah. uh, because it's so over the top. Like when they start talking gladiators, I yeah, just you need like to calm laugh. Down. I I'm just like, laugh Olivia, so you need off. to calm down. <laughs> but it is really tight storytelling and it's so over the top that it feels like I'm watching, I must be, it must have been what it felt like to watch like Dallas in the eighties or something. Thank God, that's so right. Because it's so ridiculous. It's so grand. The premise it's is so, so ridiculous and so grand and everyone talks. There's the, there's the Shonda Rhimes way of people talking. I've never even seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy, but I've come to understand through Scandal quickly because I just like suddenly never watched saw it one show. day because of Joshua. But like, uh, it is the way that they speak is so cliche that it makes me wish I were on SNL, which I don't wish I was. I don't even want to be on SNL. I know. But you're but like, oh, the characters want, I could do. Because you want to write the person that's like, like, let's give each other, I'll give you a quick uh, Shonda Rhimes-esque speech and then you can maybe, she maybe Olivia, you have one Is she back. Olivia? No, no, that's no, she's Washington. The, the creator. Oh, but okay. Like, oh, yeah, that's it's right. All, it's all, everything is like this. I'm glad that you did the podcast because you need to know what it's like to be a woman living in America and I know what it's like to being a woman living in America and you and I both know what it's like and that's why we have to stand tall together because if we stand for something, then we won't stand for nothing and nobody should stand for nothing because that is what America is all about. Every single sentence yeah, is like yeah. that. Yeah, it's so, it's so demonstrative. It's like, and America, one more thing. You're like, no, 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 no America's not listening. It's just okay. Yeah. yeah. Go back to kissing the president. Go back to, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Who it is? Makes me laugh so hard. Who is uh, there? But there are some times that when there are little like consistency flaws that I catch, I'm like, easy, easy. This is, this is a soap opera. Right. Like, Complete and total soap opera. Like, I'm like, come on. How did he, uh, how did they really know when, when they're sweeping for bugs? Come on. Oh, like, stop yeah. it. Stop it. Yep. Stop it. Stop yep. it. Yep. I literally binged watch that. So I had, I get, that's insom- what I did too. It's a total I get insomnia binge sometimes, uh, like really badly sometimes once a month and I can't sleep the entire night and yeah. I binge watch all of season two. And so I like the next day when, as soon as Josh Molina tweeted, I was like, hi. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I haven't been talking to you all night, but I felt I mean, so it is, stupid. I mean, it is a ridiculous, enjoyable but experience it is something that, you I, can that many of yourself. my friends will give me a very hard time for saying that I watched, but, but I did watch fun. it and it was a total binge watch. It really was like, 
I don't feel well today. Like I was sick. Yeah. Uh, a week, almost exactly a week ago, I was sick, and I just couldn't do. I could not do anything. And you know, when you're so sick that it makes you feel sick to your stomach. Yeah. Because it was like food poisoning. Oh, I couldn't God. even read. It's like my brain wouldn't. You need hold. The, you need just you need like something to wash over, over you. And, and you that is what t- I did. I was like, oh, you know what? I need to watch Rasha show. And they put it on. And I was like, I feel so dirty and so wonderful watching this. You have to take the shame out of. That's exactly yeah. when I can't. If I have insomnia like that, if my body, like my body is so achy and it can't, it can't fall asleep. I'm like, I can either sit here in my shit or yeah. I can find something yes. that yes. will at least take me out of this yes. until I physically feel better. Yeah, and and, and I would rather watch that than reality TV. I can't watch that at all. So. At I can least watch, I want to watch something that's like a, fa- a fake world than like a real fake what's world. What's something that people, I'm like, somebody created this. That's fine. I can lose yeah. myself in it. Is Chopped reality TV? Please tell me. I don't know. Not. What's Chopped? <gasps> it's only the thing? best show. Um, is it a food show? It sure is. And then they're going to be like, why are they singing? Uh, yeah, it's a food. They get, it's a okay. short story. They have four chefs and right. they each get a basket uh-huh. and there's four ingredients in the basket. And one of them is like lamb. The other one's like fava beans. The other one's like uh, uh, dirt, and the other one's like Vienna sausages, and they're like, now you have thirty minutes, go, and they have to create something. Okay, yeah, I these. would love that. It is so good. The only reality show I watch is Project Runway, but I probably could watch Chopped and be happy. I watch Chopped and on my DVR, and uh, my secret, secret, dirty, dirty uh, secret is I watch Millionaire Matchmaker. It is okay. hilarious to me. I guess someone told me that too it, i don't know why i don't i hate reality tv yeah. i will not you watch never the know, real though. lives sometimes, of anything sometimes just grab something grabs you and you can't put your finger on yeah why. i'm like who are these bitches trying to say That's they're trying to so make funny. real love with a millionaire <laughs> what you doing <laughs> what are you are trying you- to say you're not gonna be on tv <laughs> um tell me when to stop stop Seven, eight, nine. Okay, nine. Uh, doing a quick countdown. Coming back with uh, Lauren's future. Okay, I, I, there's some. There's some definitely some good stuff in here. Oh, good. Uh, first of all, I got to start out with this because I don't know if maybe this is because we started talking about something and I lost track and I had to start like my my cycle of nine. I had to start back at the beginning because I couldn't remember. It's okay. Where I left it's off. all my fate. I'm ready for this it. This is the thing. <sighs> you don't end up with Jake Gyllenhaal. That is okay. Nor do you end up with Ryan Gosling. You end up with Huck. Do you know what? That actually he makes me really you just happy. As much as you need him. I actually makes me really happy. I love that. I really, I'm really happy that happened. I just wanted too. to start out with that right away. I also enjoy that because as a, a an attractive, sensitive Latino, yes. perhaps he will enjoy the... <gasps> now, here's the thing. You know Mansion Apartment Shack House. Yes. You got a shack. But this is the thing. To me, that's treehouse. Yes, it is in mighty Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. That was my very yeah. Price is Right moment. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got it, and it's well earned. I and am... this also makes sense. <gasps> you have a pet chimp. Yes, we do. So you guys are hanging out in your fucking treehouse with your chimp climbing all over the place. Your and chimp I'm... is happy as. Can and I'm be. going hiking with my chimp. And you're going hiking with your chimp. Hell yes. Um, very, very, very cool. Uh, and maybe this is, maybe this is uh, also happening in Costa Rica when you're not up in your treehouse with your chimp going hiking and, and with that, maybe you and Huck are tilling the land. Oh my and God. Because Costa Rica, you can grow all yes. kinds of wonderful stuff. The weather and the climate are perfect for so it. So far, I am farmer. You got your, excited. You got your second life as a farmer. Um, when you need to, uh, connect with the, the business that is show, uh, I want you to know that you can dive inside of the musical rent. So that gives you your urban city life and your music. Nice. Um, you can go into that in life, uh, 
and be friends with all those dear characters. Now, you also can, whenever you want, go back in time and spend more time with your stepsister. Oh, so wonderful, wonderful thing. And speaking, I will not cry on a comedy and podcast. Speaking of family, uh, you also have the gift of being able to provide for your family, Yay! which is kind of wonderful. This is the best answer you gave, and that's what you got. Not I'm going to call my mother right good. now and tell her about my wedding. It's going to happen. It's I'm going to be like, Mom, this is kind of amazing. This right is here. kind of the best life I could possibly imagine. Now, here's the thing. The good news is not only do you get to provide for your family, but although you, and you also have your house with your garden because you're a farmer. So nothing of your luxury stuff didn't come true because although you didn't get 500 pugs, I want you to know that you have the real life world of it's a small world (laughs) with dogs. And I can dress up mini pugs. Yes. Oh my God. They're all all, like, you kind of got all of your choices in one way or another. It all kind of came true in that way. Imagine every child in a small world being a pug. That's, I would say that's well over 500 that's pugs. well over 500. You got an embarrassment of pugs. Oh, God bless so America. Get out there and enjoy <sighs> this marvelous new life. I am which so Which you also excited. have a real marvelous life, but this is kind of a great fantasy it's, life. So MASH worked out. I'm really happy about MASH. Yeah, you did well. High five to you MASH. You really, really Thank well. Thank you so much. In general, I would say this has been a complete joy and a delight. I'm glad that it was worth walking oh, up the stairs because so Lauren worth- and I are neighbors also, uh, but there is a large concrete staircase separating <laughs> us and i mean very long and large and it's a hot day and she braved it so you know what for that. shout out to that staircase um every guy who looks at my butt can uh thank that staircase. indeed and i also just love that staircase it makes me so happy that there are hidden staircases in los angeles it's I one of the things i love, love about them. la i love you know there are like so six, many seven in this neighborhood alone yeah. have you ever walked all of them we might need to go on like a almost a driving tour of all the different staircases so we can make sure each other both knows about all the we ones can go we know on, I about. can take you on a walking tour. It's uh Are they close to each other all these yeah, staircases? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a path that's Look at this face. <laughs> because in <laughs> our in the Oaks neighborhood, I can only think of two no well there are like six but sometimes you during the path that you go you you're going literally in between two houses and you just have yeah. to know where to go okay. and a friend of mine uh nick mapped the, I guess he found like a, a kind of a trail path yeah and so we went up and down up and down up and down up and you end up at the hollywood reservoir and they're the oh, ones- okay so you're still ta- okay then maybe i do know more because i was thinking just right here but i definitely know about the ones over in beachwood yeah 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 that can take you basically at that point apparently i'm getting a phone call you have on my a home landline phone. i do have a landline wow. i don't really get cell reception up here so i kind of have to that's fascinating Wow, I'm getting an automated recording wow. from someone who's saying that he contracted HIV in the adult film industry. So this is to do with probably the primary or the, the initial elections that are coming up in September. Oh my gosh, I thought it was um, like, you are on a list of people that I may have contacted. <laughs> I was like, is that how you bought this house? You can be honest. I even thought about that on the way up here. I was like, I really want a house up here. I've got a little ways to go. Darling. I was like... There's got to be porn stars up here that are just like, whatever. Probably, or they're all like me, where we just don't really own our houses. We're just like renting from the bank. And yeah. It's a lovely time. And eventually we'll say goodbye and probably not make a dime. That's fine. But, uh, but, but it's still yours. And uh, I'm pleased that that guy is still talking because it is a recording and I have no I like choice. that he thinks that anybody who's in the porn industry and that would be affected by this would listen that long to a yeah, message. I like still continue to listen to this. 
Oh, he's leaving a phone number. I feel like Gilda Radner's laughing at him. Gilda Radner is definitely very <laughs> smug over there in her little drawing. She's like, come oh on. Oh, my God. Oh, this goes down in history as one of the longest episodes. It's been a complete pleasure. Oh, um, I'm thank sorry. You so I much, Lauren. No, no, no. It's all good. Uh, I always feel like I've overstayed my welcome. No, not in the <laughs> least. Um, thank you so much. Anything that you want to plug, uh, I welcome you to do so. Um, uh, when is this going to come out? Uh, I think I'm going to put this out next week. Next, like next week? Thursday. Okay. So just a few days. Next Thursday. Okay. So. Well, yeah, I mean, if uh, if people uh, would like to follow me on Twitter and hear what I'm like without any uh, morals or consequences, yep. it's at S. Bell Lauren, uh, which is Southern Bell Lauren. Love A lot it. of people don't actually know that. They're like, what's Spell? Um, spell. I will be at the Hollywood Improv September 24th. Outstanding. So that's after. Yeah, yeah that's, that's in a couple this, weeks. That so, yeah. Counts. So, yeah, yeah, come out come out on the 24th. Love and, it. And let's, uh, let's, have some, let's have some chuckles. Love it, guys. Love it. Uh, and uh, this shan't surprise you at all, but I will be talking Sorry. to you guys very soon on the next episode of The Podcast. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.